Hello and welcome to Jonesing for Justice. I am recording live, uh, both visually and audio-wise today, so it's a different experience. <sighs> My heart is heavy. My heart is heavy because today's topic really has to do with whether we are safest at home. Okay, so most of us tell our kids to be concerned about things like stranger danger, right? We say, be careful who you hang out with, be careful where you go, be careful what you do. Like, we're very concerned about things outside of our homes that can harm our families. But as I'm looking at the paper and then seeing today's devastating news, I realize that perhaps for some people, most danger comes from home. So let's begin. There is a newspaper from last week I was looking at, and it was first about a man who was charged with shaking his baby son. And the son, unfortunately, passed away um, due to the shaken baby syndrome. And, you know, obviously, mom left for work. She left the baby with dad. Dad was home. When she came home late, the baby was asleep. And when she got up the next morning to wake the baby up and feed the baby, sadly, he was not responsive. And, of course, they did all the tests. There was no incident or report that anything had happened. And so when they did the test, they discovered that the type of injuries the baby had were consistent with shaken baby syndrome. Now, you expect your child to be safe with its father, right? Uh, You don't expect that your child is going to be having um, devastating injuries and die, ultimately, because of the actions of a parent. You want them to be safe in their home. And that story, if it was not devastating enough, I flipped over to the next page. And in that page, we had a local woman who recently was shot in the Wawa. Wawa is a convenience store, um, very well known in the Pennsylvania area, uh, Pennsylvania, Delaware, tri-state area, New Jersey. Uh, But this woman was shot, fatally shot in the Wawa in Radnor, which is a very upscale neighborhood. Uh, Not the kind of place where there's a lot of homicide, not the kind of place where you worry a lot about, um, you know, there being crime, high crime, and and murder, certainly not. Uh, This man apparently walked into the Wawa for a custody exchange. Uh, The mother was there waiting, and within 31 seconds, he had shot her dead and fled the scene. Uh, Then the man attempted to... Overdose, and you know the thing is that I know this sounds awful, but there's a part of me that's like you know, if you want to be unsuccessful in one part of a murder suicide, be unsuccessful with the murder. You know, if you want to kill yourself, I'm not a fan of it, but like kill yourself first before you go killing other people and essentially making your child an orphan. Um, the judge in this case, I know, I know him personally, so I know he was probably very upset hearing about this because he had said a couple of years ago that this situation was very volatile and dangerous, and he hoped that it did not get any worse. Uh, apparently, it did. Uh, The other news story that I saw was a mother who pled guilty in her teen daughter's murder and dismemberment. That's right. The mom pled guilty. Her boyfriend raped and murdered her child right in front of her while she looked on encouragingly. And this man dismembered her teen daughter's body. Again, begging the question, are we ever safe with the people that we love or loved uh, or who should love us? I mean, those things are terrifying. And then I was scrolling through social media and I looked and saw just a few moments ago that um, a woman was killed outside of a police station in Los Angeles during a custody exchange. 
Now, this obviously reminded me of the situation in Radnor because Wawa is a place that we do a lot of custody exchanges. In fact, so are police stations. I know that when I have a case where uh, people are concerned either about allegations, false allegations, or they're concerned about actual danger, we usually have them meet in a public place. There have been so many custody orders where I've been involved in where I said, um, you know, no, don't meet in front of the police station. Police station, you don't want your kid going there their whole life. Let's meet in front of a public place like Wawa. They have really good cameras. Well, this shooting in Wawa actually um, made things a little more difficult for me. I mean, he didn't bring the child to the exchange at that point, but he killed her anyway. And then the police station where I say, look, if you have a really bad situation, you need to be in the police station because cops are there. Even with cops there, he killed her anyway. Uh, wow. It's just heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking because um, when you are dealing with people... And they're very emotional situations. And, and basically the people you live with, your family, those are the most emotional situations. When those things happen, you really, really want to make sure that you are doing everything you can to protect and keep someone safe. And it turns out that safety cannot be guaranteed by putting someone in a public space. Safety cannot be guaranteed by planning uh, for things to go wrong. Sometimes things go wrong whether or not you plan for them or know it so these incidents are awful um, but the other two incidents with children I mean those are also awful I mean we have children with their parents not with parents who are fighting with each other but the children with their parents this young woman um, let's see 2016 rape murder and dismemberment of her 14 year old daughter the woman's name was Sarah Packer um, she was in the area outside of Philadelphia, suburban area, I think Doylestown, uh, which isn't too far from us. And, um, you know, this boyfriend of hers raped and killed her daughter. It, it, it's disgusting. Um, in fact, she admitted in court that she plotted to murder her adoptive daughter, um, saying she hated the teenager and wanted her to go away. The police said that she helped him tie her up and watch as he raped and strangled the child. The 14-year-old child. I mean, that's devastating. It's devastating. It's disgusting. Who does this? I mean, who does this? And how do we protect children in those kind of cases? Now, we're looking at the other man charged with shaking his son. Um, the mother said that... You know, she didn't know what was going on. She hadn't have any idea um, what happened. Um, but the exam revealed that the child had multi-layer retinal hemorrhaging. And the MRI showed various spots of bleeding within the skull. And they had the baby. And the skeletal survey re revealed uh, focal soft tissue swelling under the vertex of the head. So this baby suffered. This baby suffered a lot, and mom was at work, and imagine that, you're at work, and you're thinking your child is safe, and you come home, only to find, ultimately, that your child's not going to make it, um, because of something your dad did. Um, based on the medical records, it was not unbelievable, it was, they said it was basically not unreasonable to believe that the baby's injuries were caused while in the care of his father. Said father also had a smartphone 
and his smartphone had searches that included things like shaken baby trauma, head trauma in babies, and conditions related to his son's injury, including child abuse lawyers and shaken baby accident or abuse question mark. What? Like if you saw that your child was not doing well, do you let them stay for hours? You wait 12, 13 hours, you act like nothing happened, or you try to get them treatment right away so that they can be saved and that they can be okay. Um, wow. The mother, of course, said she had no idea her child was harmed. So, she, you know, mom's out working, she thinks everything's okay, and then you find out, you know, if I'd only known that the baby had suffered, then maybe when I got home I could have taken the baby to the hospital, or why didn't you take the baby to the hospital? I just don't know. There's so many things to that. But how do we deal with the fact that the places where you're supposed to be safe, the people you're supposed to be safest with, are perhaps not keeping you safe? How do we deal with that? I mean, what we're saying basically is that you are a parent. Your job is to keep your child safe. Well, this mother and father, they didn't do it. Or this is a spouse or an ex-spouse whose job is to keep you safe, well, they got so angry, they didn't do it. They were the cause of your harm. Uh, it is difficult because we have a lot of laws and a lot of ways that laws are meant to protect us from strangers and keep strangers in those kind of dangerous situations out. But, I don't know, I guess I'm thinking that the law has not caught up enough to really deal with the fact that we may be in spaces and places with people that that can harm us and are supposed to protect us, um, which means that there isn't necessarily a good way when a child is being abused um, for the law to step in because the the benefit of the doubt goes to the parent, to the abuser, um, that they have a right to have privacy in their own home, that, you know, we shouldn't just assume that they are doing something dangerous to a child. Um, when we look at things like custody arrangements, um, we assume that the both parents have a right to have joint custody to the kids. And so when we say we're meeting in a public place or meeting in front of a police station, we are not to assume that one person is going to, at some point, murder the other person right there. Um, I don't know how we deal with that. I don't know that there's any law or any good law that helps that. I don't know if there's any better way to do custody exchanges. I mean, because honestly, let's think about it. Um... Do we want to pay somebody to handle all the exchanges? Like you be here at this time and then you come here at this time. And Do we think that's enough? Well, sometimes it is, but sometimes it's not. The long and short of it is, is that it's all very scary. It's scary. I don't know how to deal with it. I don't know how to make it better. But I do know that it is definitely weighing heavily on my soul as it does for other people. And um, yeah, just wow. Just wow. So, so many, so many things. Um, so many ways that we want to make this better and we just don't know how to do it. Now, should we have really strong laws about domestic violence and domestic abuse? Absolutely. Um, should we have really strong uh, policies in place to protect, protect children um, from in-home abuse? Absolutely. Will those prevent these sort of incidents? Sadly and tragically, probably not. Often when I'm on Jonesing for Justice, I have a lighthearted moment or a laugh or some takeaway. And today I just, I have none. Today I have none. I have no laughing moment. I have no takeaway other than to hold the people that you love close to you. Hold them close. 
and do what you can to keep them safe. So for today's episode of Jonesing for Justice, I'm Jackie Jones. You be safe.